Welcome to Get Vertical with Mike McCauley, a podcast dedicated to telling the stories of growth and overcoming challenges and lessons learned along the way. Sharing how we win both in business and in life by getting vertical. Join host Mike McCauley and his guests as we dive into leadership strategy, personal growth, success stories, and more. Tune in to learn how to fulfill your personal and professional goals and how you can get vertical on the many challenges you face today. So how are things? My things are great. So yeah, when, um, I guess, yeah, I certainly asked me questions, but yeah, the, uh, um, yeah, since we talked last, so the, we've named, I think the, the AI tool that we were talking about, uh, we spun up a website. Um, I'm speaking at a conference next week. I uh, talked to a whole bunch of marketing agencies and stuff. So yeah, things are, things are busy and things are good. So, uh, so yeah, how about for you? That's awesome. Yeah. Th- likewise, things are good. Uh, got, added a couple clients and um th- things are moving along the podcast is going extremely well um have had a chance to be able to get a variety of different different types of folks on right and like one of the things that i found is as we talk it's it's always coming back to you know like what's the story right so to speak like mm-hmm. it's like okay how is this working so i mean as, as you think about it right and you're thinking about your journey and whatnot to just real quick, catch me up to speed again, right? How did you end up coming to Graybox or creating Graybox and and what's going on there? So started my own business about a year and a half ago. And um, and and uh, the interest for that is um, doing machine learning, data analytics, dashboarding, uh, KPIs, things like that for small businesses. Um, and how, how I got into that is in my previous uh, employment that I had, um, I wound up doing that with small businesses um, in in kind of different avenues. And what I realized is there are all these tools that are available that are relatively low cost, but they're not, um, you have to know how to use them. You know what I mean? You can't, you, you can't, it's not like your iPhone where you pick it up and it's, and it's really self-explanatory. And so it doesn't, and so you, you kind of wind up in an interesting conundrum where for a small business, you need somebody and I don't know what the number is, but you need a $200,000 person 2% of the time, you know what I mean, to, to use this. And so as a result of that, they never do it. And, um, and so that's why I got into it. And so AI is something that I've done um, some already. And right now it's exploding. So it's really just a growth out of that. And so about um, a month before ChatGPT lost or launched, I should say, um, my business needed some help generating content for our website. We had, we had put a website up a year before, really hadn't had any traction. I told the developer, you know, I'm on a shoestring budget, right? So I told the developers, hey, I'll be my content writer. So you guys don't worry about that. You just do the SEO stuff. And like every single other person that's ever said that in the history of website creation hadn't done a dang thing, right? Yep. And so I was like, uh, let me jump in and see if I can figure this out. So uh, literally built a tool you know, internally, but in it, with the thought of let's make this for other businesses to use as well, uh, got it done. And literally a week later, chat GPT launched and went crazy. Right. So now it's like the hot topic that everybody's, uh, that everybody's talking about. And, uh, and yeah, I, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. It was, it was crazy when you were showing me about what you were, you were doing. That's, uh, just nuts. So like, tell me real quick about the product itself, right? Like what, what it is, right? You call it gray box. Is that right? Yeah. Gray, yeah. Gray box. So it's spelled with an AI. So it's G R A I 
box and it's graybox.com. And uh, basically what it is, is for, it's designed for either marketing agencies for, uh, or, well, really primarily for marketing agencies. It'll also work for individual people. And it's essentially when you're, um, let's see, when you're, when you have, when you're in content marketing, what you do is you come up with a content calendar, right? So you might um, quarterly or semi-annually or yearly go through and say, okay, this is all the pieces of, of content that we want to publish for the next three months or six months or 12 months. And these are the keywords we're targeting. This is if it's going to be on our website, if it's going to be on our blog or, you know what I mean? Where, or on our LinkedIn, uh, we're going to, you know, post to Facebook at the same time or Instagram um, or Twitter, whatever it is. And you come up with this calendar. And then after that, um, normally what you'll do is you'll make kind of briefs for each of these content pieces, right? So you're going to say, so then I'm going to go hire the, the next step is I'm going to go hire a writer, right? So I'm going to have something to give to a writer. That's kind of a page saying, um, you know, this is, this is the keywords I'm trying to target. This is the general format of what I'm wanting to do. This is the, um, you know, the length that I want, things like that. And, uh, and then you'd expect, you say, okay, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I want to publish one of these pieces or whatever the case is. So what our tool does is it does that exact same thing. It's just, it does it digitally. And so it does the middle digitally. So you have humans on, on the bookends. So on the front end, you still develop that content strategy the exact same way. Then Graybox goes in and kind of does the heavy lifting and says, okay, I'm going to generate this, this article for you. Then on the back end, now your writer has become an editor and they come back through. And when you're using AI, there are a couple problems. They're well-known. And so you go in and you're watching for these problems. And then there's also a couple things that the computer doesn't know, right? Like they don't know where I ate lunch yesterday, right? They don't know, you know what I mean? What I did. So you can add some of these personal experiences back in. And so what we're finding is that you can, um, with the same time investment, you can get, you know, 10x, 20x the return on what you're trying to do. And it's also kind of interesting um, when, so when we first started making it, um, our thought was that the AI content wasn't going to be very good. And so our, con our thought was, okay, what we're going to do is we'll get a writer to write one just fantastic piece, right? And then we'll go write a bunch of junk pieces that point back to it and it'll, and it'll boost it up, right? This is what we're thinking going into it. Well, what we realize, because we realize when you're, when you're doing, when you're publishing content, there's a quality component and there's a quantity of component, right? So I can have the best idea in the world if I write it in one sentence nobody's ever going to see my sentence, right? Like there's, right. there's both aspects. And so what we realized was that we were thinking about it wrong and that rather than thinking about it, I want one really good piece and then a hundred junky pieces to be the, you know, my, my one really good piece to be my quality, my hundred junky piece to be my quality pointing at it. It's actually different than that. If I'm a content writer and I write regularly for the same company, when I sit down to write, the reality is I have one or two concepts that I really want to explain and that's my quality. And there winds up being a lot of tedious quantity that I've got to add to it. Right. So adding, adding stuff around it, linking back to other, um, you know, to other uh, pages that I've already written, things like that. And so what we realized is that no, 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 what we want to do is we want to make every piece really good by taking the five or 10% that you're really interested in writing, allow you to write that and then let the other 90% be done. You know what I mean? Be done by the computer and get it out there. And then that allows less burnout, better production and you to be able to keep your schedule. I love Does that. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, it's great, right? It's it's spot on because if you think about it, right, that folks when they're they're producing content, there's certain things that they're great at, right? And you allow them, you're creating freedom for them to be great at that, right? While also producing high high quality content elsewhere. So a couple of questions come to mind, right? Number number one, you were saying that there's a lot of you know well known problems within AI. You know, some of our folks that are going to be listening may may not know that, right? So, what are a couple sure. of those those problems? And then, yeah, got some other stuff. Yeah, 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 sure. So, the three big problems uh, that we have. So, so let's say I'm writing an article for your for your podcast, right? That you're going to put on and promote your thing. And let's say I write a four thousand, five thousand word article, and it talks about why people would learn want to listen to a podcast, right? It has all this stuff in it. So, I'm going to tell you there's three things that you're going to want to watch for. So, the first is uh, AI will make up case studies. So it'll say, um, yeah, yeah, yo, this is Mike. And yesterday I did da, 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 da. And it's 100% made up. It's just, it's just not true. It's just made up. The second thing it'll do is it'll make up statistics. So it'll say 20% of whatever, whatever it's saying, it's just not true. It's just, it's made up. And then the third thing is it'll actually promote your competitors. Um, so it might say there's this other podcast that's really well known and in the middle of your article, it's going to be talking about how great they are. Right. And so what I tell people is number one, we write it long enough that if you want to just be a proofreader, you can literally just go in and delete whatever's there and delete that paragraph or that sentence or whatever. And you'll be, and you'll be fine. If you want to do a quick job, that works great. Nothing wrong with that. If you have a little bit more time, the ideal thing is to actually switch that out. Right. So when I see a case study that's made up, I turn around and say, okay, well, this didn't actually happen, but this other thing did. So like, for example, one of the first ones that I did was, um, it was for a real estate. It, well, it was for, okay. So it was for my company for visual data cloud that does the data analytics. And I had done some work for some real estate investors. And so I had this whole marketing thing. It was able to get full attribution and use machine learning to figure out how to market and all this stuff. Great product. So I wrote an article about it, right? So it writes and talks about how data analytics are the best things ever. You know what I mean? All the different things. Well, right in the middle of it, it talks about how Visual Data Cloud is a real estate investor and they have had great success by using this product, right? And so what I did in that case is Visual Data Cloud wasn't, but I did have some clients that were, right? So I went in and added a paragraph about a couple different clients that were using it and, um, and, and, and was able to tell that story. So that's the ideal situation. Same thing with statistics. If it says 20% of the whatever or whatever, I can just delete that out or I can put in a statistic that I know or I can go research it and find out, okay, actually how many of these people are, are, are doing that? You know what I mean? And then obviously for promoting the competitor, you know, either delete it out or, or if there's something you can put in to promote yourself, the same kind of thing. Yeah, no, that, that makes perfect sense. I love the way you're talking about that, right? Because as, as you think about it, I, like I was playing around with chat, GPT, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and it was a friend of ours was doing apartment shopping. I was like, hey, you know, act as a realtor and, and give us guidance on how to find these apartments, right? Or give this person guidance on how to find the apartments. And the next thing you know, and it was like enlisted and it produced this beautiful table to be able to go and take action and contact these people. And it populated all the information, right? With the names of apartment complexes, what the rent was, you know, what the, what the URL was, where it was at and the phone numbers and stuff. And you're looking at you're like, this is great until you start to go contact them or check the URL. Yeah. And, and it's it, made up. Made up. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so the reason why is, let me, I, I, without getting too technical, let me explain how it works because it's actually pretty easy to understand. And I feel like a lot of times when people get frustrated, it's just because they don't understand what's happening, if that makes sense. So how AI works is for content generation, AI can mean a lot of different things, but in this aspect, we're talking about text generation, right? So how it works is, so on your phone, when you're doing a text message, it can guess what the next word is, right? And yeah. sometimes it's right and sometimes it's wrong, right? And, um, and all it's doing is doing that over and over again. So it's taking, based on these words that are already there, this is the most likely word to come next. So if you think about it, I, I watched one, I can't remember who it was, but it was a guy that's, that's some sort of a TV personality or whatever, and he's like 5'10", right? So he asks in there, how tall is, I, I don't remember the guy's name, so I'll use my name, right? How tall is Ben Miller, right? And it comes back and says, Ben Miller is five feet, nine inches tall. And he's like, no, I'm not. You, you know what I mean? So he goes, it is in chat GPT. And so he goes back and says, where did you get that information? He says, well, I got it from his website. Well, what's his website? You know what I mean? They go back and forth and he's having the exact same experience. Well, from the language model's perspective, it doesn't know things. It's just trying to guess the next word. And so if you think about it, what it's going to do is when it says, it understands you're asking for a height, right? So when it says Ben Miller is five feet, because five feet is maybe the most common male height, the next number that comes back is maybe nine inches because that's the most common height for a man. And it doesn't, it's, it doesn't hold anything against me. It's not trying to tell me I'm shorter, I'm taller or something else. It's just that's how it works. It just gets kind of one word at a time. And there's, if there's somebody technical listening to your podcast, there are things that you can do where it gets multiple words at a time and different things like that. But fundamentally, that's what it's doing. And so when it's coming up with things that aren't true, when it says 20% of the, what it's looking for is whatever the most likely word after the is. Does that make sense? And, it, oh, and yeah. it's only semi-connected to the 20% that came even a few words earlier. Yeah, it's just throwing together a logical string of of statements, right? Or words, right? And it's, it's what's the probability that the next word is the right word, right? And it's playing, it's playing a game of probabilities. That's exactly right. And so the, 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 the word that they'll use a lot to call it is hallucinations. And that's what happens because it'll get kind of down this rabbit trail where it's going somewhere and it's just finding the next word, finding the next word, finding the next word, and you don't have it. But again, like, as I'm using it, like, it's not a problem. It's just something you have to understand. Does that make sense? And so, oh, yeah. it, the, like, the way that I think about it is like this. So I have, a, I have a teenage son. I have a junior in high school, right? So if, um, if I go up to his room right now, there's, like, approximately 100% chance that there's some, like, cup or bowl or plate that's been in his room for three weeks, right? That has oh, yes. whatever it is. You know, if you're laughing, I don't know if you have teenagers. I do. You have had yep. teenagers or whatever. 100% chance, right? So if I come and I take that and don't do anything to it, and I go plop it in my dishwasher and start my dishwasher, two hours later, I'm going to come back. And it, is the dish going to be clean? No, right? We all know it's not, right? No. Is it because something's wrong with my dishwasher? Well, no. Is it because my dishwasher, but, but, but I could say, well, wait a second. I bought my dishwasher to clean dishes. Like something's got to be wrong. Does that make sense? And like, that's not it at all. It's just understanding like, this is how a dishwasher works. This is how you frame it ahead of time. This is how you can expect to use it after. And it'll do a great job in the middle. And I'm glad I have a dishwasher. It saves me a ton of time. Notwithstanding that that one particular situation, it's going to suck at. You know what I mean? Does that right. make sense? And it's, 
and it's the same with any tool that you're using, right? Oh yeah, it was funny. I uh, as you're talking about teenagers, right? I um, I've got a teenager in high school now, and we've got older kids that have graduated. But you know, we're hearing all this pushback from academia, right? That's like, oh, you know, Chat GPT is you know, uh, is of the devil type thing, right? It's it's all this bad stuff, and it's. But it it harkens to me back to when calculators were first introduced, right? And everybody's like, oh, that was before I was born. But but calculators were, you know, you can read about it, right? Everybody's like, calculators were bad. And I even saw a post that, who knows, maybe this was AI generated, right? But it had, you know, um, faculty members of schools protesting calculators back in the 60s, right? That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. yeah, don't allow them to do it's this. It's funny because, now. It wasn't funny at the time, right? But it's funny now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I can see the same thing happening with this. And the, the reality of it is, and what, you, what you're saying is, it's a tool. And you've got to know how to use it. Just like a, a, a drill, right? If I use a power drill, if I try to use it as a hammer, it's just not going to work right. Right? Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, I actually think the calculator example is a great example. Because a calculator in somebody's hand hands that understands math think about how much faster it makes them but if i give my my two-year-old a calculator and say hey do this problem for me i'm not going to get the right answer you know what i mean it's just it's it's not going to happen and it's interesting i was watching this week um which i guess i don't know do i need to not say dates in the podcast no you're great uh, you're great so 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 this week um open ai who has chat gpt they they uh, did a live demo of their their chat gpt4 right yeah. so i so i watched it so one of the things that they had in there that they've been working hard on this this particular you know open ai has is is program right so in the demo he actually had like a piece of paper he drew a layout of a website takes a picture of it goes into it and says make me a website that looks like it was a simple website in fact what it was was i think it told two dad jokes and it had the joke, you hit the button, and it told you the answer, right? So pretty basic website. So it made it. It actually made it. He put it on. He put it on a, on a server, popped it up on the demo, and, and the website worked. Now, no, it was a super simple website, right? So I thought, well, that's interesting. And I do a, I'm not a programmer, but I do a little bit of programming, right, in, in what I do. So I, I, uh, the next day or later that day, I was, I, was having a, I was in a problem, and I was like, hey, let's give it a go. You know what I mean? Let's, let's see what happens. So I, I put it in and um, and had it spit it out and uh, and what I did was I was I I wrote I had so I had a, a working piece of code and it worked but it was slow so I thought was let me speed this in there and say hey can you speed this thing up right can you can you run it in a different way that's faster so it gave me uh, it gave me three suggestions one of the suggestions sped it up one of the suggestions broke it one of the suggestions broke it but as i worked through it they had a concept in there that was really good and so i was able to use it and it actually did speed it up right and so to me that's the that's a super good example of how to use ai if so if i'm writing and my tools for writing not for coding right if i'm writing and i give it to somebody that's a really good writer they're going to do great it's going to have really good suggestions you know what i mean it's going to have whatever else if i give it to a really poor writer Maybe it'll help them a little bit, right? It'll maybe lift them a little bit, but it's not going to be great. And when I look at schools, like you're saying in college, it's super, you know, it's a super big thing. Is it going to change how they teach? Yes, the same way that a calculator did. But at the end, 
the result's going to be better. You know what I mean? And, 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 and the people are going to have to be able to write to be able to do well on it. Oh yeah. Well, and it's, it's the, the other piece of it is it's just like with a calculator. If you don't know the fundamentals of math, when that spits an answer out, you have no idea if it's right or not. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So if you're pretty, if, if you have this whole word problem about how many cookies did you buy? And at the end you get a negative number and you put that on your test, you're not getting any credit, right? Because you, you don't understand what's going on. And on the other hand, if you do understand, yeah, anyway, I interrupted you, but I, I'm agreeing with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that, that, that's exactly it, right? Just run with it because it, you've got you've to understand the basic tenets and you've got to understand and know you've got to have a good knowledge base about what you're talking about and what you're writing about, what you're using the tool for. And if you do that, then all it does is it allows you to get from point A to point Z a whole lot faster. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and the other thing is that I would say about, about people, or, or I, I think the majority of your listeners are probably more in the small business world than, than the big business world or whatnot. And I think one thing to realize is like, it's already happening. So like, if you are, if, if my thought is, I'm afraid of this, I don't want to touch it. It's bad. It's, it's whatever. Like the reality is you can take that position and that that's totally fine, but just realize that you don't have control on everybody else taking that, that position. So, so I mean, to use an example that you had, if I'm a college professor and I say, I'm going to pretend like chat GPT doesn't exist. I'm going to pretend like AI tools don't exist. And if you use them, you're going to fail my class. Well, the reality is there's another college up the street. And they're using AI and they're teaching their kids how to use it. Well, let's fast forward four years when everybody graduates, who's going to be better prepared to, to, to thrive in the workplace or, or whatever you feel like your goal is, right? As a college professor, whether it's a, a, you're trying to you know, produce research people, whatever it is you feel like your goal is, how are you going to be able to better do that? And that's the question you should be asking. And if AI isn't a good fit, AI isn't a good fit and that's fine. But to say, well, I just don't like it. Like that's a super non-reasonable solution to me, right? Because oh, yeah. people are using it. It's, it's happening. You, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. And, it, you know, as you were asking like about the, the audience, the audience is pretty blended, right? Across the board, right? Because I, um, I did spend a big chunk of the career in corporate America and, oh, okay. you know, and so there, there's a, a bunch of folks that that log in and, and listen from that perspective. But the the reality of it is it, everything you you talk about, it it doesn't matter whether you're in big business or you're in small business to the point, right? It's a tool that that requires engagement and awareness, right? Because at, at the end of the day, if you're not using it, it's a productivity tool, right? And if you're yeah. not using it, then okay, that's your choice. But the rest of society is just going on by, right? It's yep, yep. yeah. No, I had a friend. I had a friend in high school who got a speeding ticket for going. I can't remember. It was like he was going like two miles an hour over. So he was all, you know, he's a young kid. They pull him over. Whatever they they do it. In fact, he's actually a college professor now. Interesting enough. But anyway, so after that, he drove five miles under the speed limit as a protest. For like the next month, and it's like, who are you protesting? Like, who are you affecting besides yourself that it takes you longer to get somewhere? You know what I mean? And, and right. I, I was reminded that as you were as you were talking, that it's like, yeah, you can protest it, and like, if that makes you feel good inside, like, 
have at it. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it, you know, if I choose to ride a bike instead of using a car and people who ride bikes for lots of reasons, I guess. So I, I'm not trying to talk negatively about a bicycle, but all I'm, what I was going to say is if I choose to ride a bicycle instead of a car, I just get there slower than everybody else. Right? Like that's my choice to make. And again, I, people, that was a bad example because people like biking for a lot of reasons. And I think getting outside is good, but you understand what I'm saying oh, from yeah. a productivity standpoint. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it, that's it. Right. You choose your why. Right. And, and then you choose your how. And um, and it's it's important. 